there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Ladies and gentlemen, our passenger today has been a lot of things. He's been a soldier an aquanaut, an author, an astronaut that's gone all the way up into space. Well, this summer, he's off to Hollywood. He's one of the stars of Pixar's brilliant new movie, Lightyear. It is, of course, Ken P. This is the final boarding call for passenger Ken P. I repeat. This is the final boarding call. KP! Thank you. Hiya, Tim. Hello, Alan. How are you? Great to meet you. Lovely to meet you, too. Guess where I am? Uh, I have no idea. Where are you? I can't tell from that background. I'm in a jury's inn on the outskirts of Aberdeen Airport. Oh, lovely. How is that glamour? Or this afternoon? Is it all right? (laughs) It's all right. It's lovely. But listen, I'm talking to you, so I'm over the moon. You're astronaut, aquanaut, soldier, major, national treasure, and now you're a Hollywood star. Has it gone to your head? <laughs> well, I would hardly say Hollywood star, but I tell you, it's been brilliant being part of this, the, the sort of Disney Pixar team. What an experience um, to be part of, a, of the Lightyear movie. Absolutely incredible. I know. And when you when you think with Pixar, you think, how can they get any better with the animation? But when you watch this, the, the animation's moved on again. It's in another league, isn't it? The time travel and everything and the effects. It's stunning. It's wonderful. It's incredible. And, you know, I saw it in the big screen, which is where you have to see it because you get that immersive experience. So much of it is about space. And there's, you know, there's one scene in particular where where Izzy is stepping off from the space station and she's astrophobic. She's scared of space. (laughs) 
And I was sitting in the, in, in the audience there thinking, oh, God, I can feel it. You you feel that kind of oppressiveness, the, the intimidation of the darkness of space waiting for you. Uh, it's amazing how you can get that from the big screen experience. It's brilliant. So how did you find it all being in the the booth doing the voice? Because I'll let you into a little showbiz secret. I've been in a Hollywood film too. Brilliant. Which one were you in, Alan? I was seagull number two in the SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> franchise. Uh, and I, I, and I was so excited about being a seagull. <laughs> and then all it did was I was just in a booth in Soho for two hours going. Wah, wah. So did you... <laughs> How did you take to um, being uh, being in the film in the booth? Did you could you act and everything? I, I loved it. Yeah, so I, I went to the Shepperton Studios and uh, met the team, uh, and just seeing the setup that goes alongside it. I mean, the, the the backup support and what everybody's doing. We watched a bit of the movie, so I could see where my part would come, and and you know you get a feel of the characters and and, and the kind of tempo and what's required. And then uh, Angus McLean dialed in on Zoom from L.A. So you're talking to an L.A. Hollywood director there. And it was all very surreal. That's not my average day. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you go through the recordings. But it was it was really great fun. And uh, of, of course, you know, we did it a few times because I, I ended I but was bringing too much excitement and energy to it at the beginning because I was excited. But actually, you know, what Angus was after was this more cool, calm, collected air traffic control type type voice. Uh, so it took a few takes just to get that ready. But yeah, what an experience. Great fun. So listen, I feel really silly on this podcast because it is a travel podcast. And um and my first question is, do you like to travel? So I feel really stupid telling you that. And also for the first bit, we start, uh, <laughs> we we pretend we're on a plane. So I feel really silly because you've actually been on a rocket. So tell us, what are you like when you're traveling on a plane? Is it boring? Are you a bit like, oh, I'm so over this? Or do you still get excited even though you've been on a rocket? Uh, yeah, no, I get excited about the destination. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, long journeys on planes, uh, I've done quite a bit of now. And so they can be quite tiring. Um, uh, but no, I, I'm always excited about where I'm going, you know, new places to explore and to, to discover that kind of thing. If something goes wrong, I'd rather be up in the cockpit, though, than back as a passenger, I think. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are now going into space. If you'd like to look out of your left window, you will see the Great Wall of China and the San Andreas Fault. And if you look out of the right window, you'll see Alan Carr's bald spot, where he's forgot to put some sun cream on. It's bloody red. Can you switch off? Because you're obviously an adrenaline junkie. When you go on holiday, can you switch off? Do you take a pile of books or are you like looking at mountains thinking, oh, I'd love to climb up there? Uh, yeah, I know I don't. I, I, as in, I, I find it hard to switch off, actually. We're, I'm normally doing, I'm very lucky because my wife, Rebecca, uh, and our boys, they, they love the same sort of thing as I do. So, you know, we've just been, uh, as a holiday, we were kayaking around Cornwall, doing some sea kayaking and camping, or maybe we're hiking or going up to Scotland, uh, you know, doing these, these activities. And we've just booked uh, a week in Greece where we've decided to go and pretty much do nothing for a week ex except maybe swim and s do some snorkeling. And I'm getting a bit nervous about it. <laughs> 
Um, Who are you going to cope, Tim? I know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I am going to be be able to cope. So, so no. I, I must admit, my my default holidays tend to be activities. I like to be out and about and doing things. You were born in Chichester. Where did you go as a family when you were younger? Uh, camping. So maybe that's where I got my kind of camping bug from. I, our, our sort of annual holiday would normally be with my mum and dad, and my sister. Uh, it would be a tent in the back of the car. Um, and in later years, they got a caravan, actually. So we were one of those those dreadful cars that would be towing underpowered and towing a slow caravan <laughs> down, down the roads to our camping site on the North York Moors or the Yorkshire Dales or something. Um, yeah. But it was great because uh, I remember I always had my own little tent as, as I kind of got into my teenage years. I wanted to do my own thing. So I'd, I'd take myself off to a different corner of the campsite and camp and go off hiking and walking. So really, it's been in my blood for many years. So tell us somewhere, a UK gem, a place, it can be a cove, it can be a town, it can be a place that you go to that's your happy place. Oh, my happy place um, is up in Scotland. It's um, near my wife's village. Uh, and there's there's a glen there called Glen Artney uh, in Scotland. And it's very remote. And it's the most wonderful walking. Uh, in fact, it's so nice that when I went to the space station, there was um, a, a team from Run Social, this running app. And they said, Tim, you know, we'd, we'd like to give you something to help you exercise in space, something that reminds you of home. We'd like to film a running route for you. And they filmed this small track, gravel track that goes up Glen Artney for me. So every day on the space station, I could get on the running machine or the bike machine and I could run, you know, and look at this route that reminded me of just this place that is just so peaceful and tranquil. I really missed. Because you ran the marathon when you were on that space station, didn't you? <laughs> Rather foolishly, yeah. I thought it'd be a good idea before the event. And then I put on the hard for the treadmill and realize how uncomfortable it is and Ooh. the people who develop did you get chub rub really bad because you've got your whole body weight the whole body weight is on two parts of your collarbone so it's not only is it rubbing but it also cuts off the blood circulation to your arms your arms go numb after about half an hour and they said oh yeah we never we never designed it to be used for more than 40 minutes maximum so you know being strapped to that thing for three and a half hours was not, not very comfortable <laughs> Can our passengers please be reminded that this is a zero-gravity flight and the moron who's just opened a family pack of Skittles, can you please try and get them back in the bag? One has just floated along and taken out Donna's eye. Thank you. Obviously, with uh, with the space and everything, because I read because everyone must ask you questions about space. And did you ever see that fantastic documentary with Neil Armstrong? But actually, he just got so pissed off with everyone saying to him, "What's it like on the moon?" So I've seen I've been on your website and I've seen you've answered a lot of questions. I'm interested about the smell of space. You said it smells like is it burnt sausages at a campfire? Yeah, it is. It's really difficult to describe. Um, and, and when somebody comes back in from a spacewalk uh, or when we bring an experiment in through the airlock that's been in space, and we repressurize it and you open the hatch and there's a very strong smell of kind of badly burnt meat as if a barbecue's gone wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that kind of metallic, uh, scorched metallic smell, um, a bit like static electricity. So it's really hard to pinpoint what it is, but there is definitely a kind of smell of space that's being brought back in through the airlock. Really weird. 
Now, listen, you're going to think this is such a stupid question, but I want to ask you, and it is a travel podcast. Do you need a passport to go up to space? Uh, That's a great question. You don't need a passport to go to space. You just have to be a little bit careful about where you're going to land. Uh, (laughs) You you have to try and make sure that there's a passport waiting for you in the country that you're going to land in. Otherwise, you might have difficulties getting out of it. so did you land in Kazakhstan? Yeah, we took off and landed from Kazakhstan. Yeah, uh, but our, <laughs> our our support team when we before we take off, we give them our passport. So in case we're not coming back in Kazakhstan, they have our passport and they can come and meet us wherever we are with our passports ready to go. That's insane! <laughs> Isn't that insane? Oh my god! Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No matter what you're looking for in a non-alcoholic beer, there's only one name that has it all. Athletic Brewing Co. Full flavor? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Award-winning styles you can get online, at the bar, or the grocery store? It's athletic. In fact, when it comes to amazing non-alcoholic beer, there's no question. It's athletic. Ask for it and find out. Go to askforathletic.com to find your closest retailer today. Near beer. And this is another stupid question, but do you ever have a drink up in space? Can you have like a beer or... Oh, Alan, I'm, I'm going to have to give you the party line, which is alcohol is not permitted on board the space station. No. <laughs> That's why I could never be an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, I... I you know, I don't know. I don't know how astronauts could possibly get to take any up there. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I mentioned Chichester earlier. That's your hometown. Now, you you got is it keys to the city? Do you what does I, that I, mean? I was awarded the, the freedom of the city of Chichester. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean like you can shoplift and stuff and you won't get arrested? I, th- I think it means I'm allowed to, to take my sheep through the, the cattle market and, and through the <laughs> or something like that. But no, it was it was a really it was a really lovely honour to have. And I went and, and gave a talk at the, the festival theatre and, and received this uh, this award, which is which is lovely. But um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what it entitles me to. Because you've been traveling everywhere also as, you know, as a soldier and everything. Is there anywhere that you've been surprised at? And it could be like um, disappointed or, you know, over the moon when you see it. You know, I think the biggest surprise was one of my earliest experiences when I was 18 and I went to Alaska and spent three months. And I think it was partly because they were such, you know, formative years partly because it was the probably the first real big adventure that I'd been on, and partly because Alaska was just so stunningly 
beautiful. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. The remoteness, the wildness, the, the wildlife. We were kayaking. We spent three weeks kayaking around Prince William Sound and, you know, humpback whales and killer whales just, just coming alongside us because they were curious. And, um, you know, we had brown bears and grizzly bears when we were camping up, up, up country and uh, just being immersed in this kind of um, incredible wildness away away from all civilization found that very powerful, uh, very you know strong experience. And I think that stayed with me ever since. Well, that sounds stunning. Sounds amazing. I mean, now you're like this Hollywood star in light year. Yeah. Do you think you'll move to L.A. and maybe get some work done? And, you know, next time I see you, you've got fillers, a Brazilian butt lift. I mean, is it going to go to your head? And do you want to do more films? You know what? One of the things I like to think is I keep my feet firmly on the ground, even if, if even if all of my life I've been striving to get in a cockpit or a spacecraft and go go up into into the, into the sky. But no, at the end of the day, I come back. I'm pretty grounded, so I think I'll be staying here for a while. <laughs> Did you get to meet any of the stars of Light? Yeah, is there going to be a, a big premiere and stuff? Will you be going and everything? Premiere this evening, which I'm really looking forward to, and I've already had the chance to meet uh, Chris Evans and uh, Taika uh, as well. So they're two stars that I met this or this morning, which is brilliant because um, they're you know big heroes of mine, and I've, I've loved all yeah. of them. I've got two boys, 11 and or 10 and 13. And so Marvel has been yeah. a huge part of their lives over the last four or five years. So, yeah, we've become big fans of Captain America. Oh, that's amazing. Well, let's go back to traveling. When you do travel, do you have any pet hates? What really gets you go? I mean, it can not be the plane. It can be the hotel, you know, like when there's no cable next to your bed. What what gets you go? Oh, I think it's it's the bureaucracy sometimes of getting to places. I find it such yeah. a struggle when you're actually there and you've achieved it, and you can unwind and you can get you can you can start your holiday, whether it's a relaxing holiday or whether you're about to go off hiking or camping or climbing or whatever. But sometimes yeah. the stress of just getting everything booked up, the travel, the logistics, the organization, and the bureaucracy of getting into another country with visas and passports, that's what I find tiring. I just want to get on. I want to, I want to get there and I want to get on with the holiday. So for me, that's always the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, you are an adrenaline junkie and everything. Do you experiment with, with food? Do you experiment with food when you're away? Will you be... Uh, you know, will you have a bit of street food? Will you have some chicken feet? Do you know, that's probably my weak point because um, I, I'm not really a foodie and I will I will try something. I don't mind it, um, but I won't perhaps go. I, I probably don't go out of my comfort zone that much on food. Um, I, you know, um, I, I remember going to Japan and um, and we, you know, we were, were trying things like chicken feet and, and and having a go at eating some stuff. But that was more because there was a whole group of us and there was some peer pressure involved. I don't think if I'd been by myself, I would have ordered that on the menu. Um, so no, no, food, food is probably an area where I'm not a big foodie. It's really for me, it's a bit more like fuel uh, than it is anything else. Hello, madam. Would you like anything off our space trolley? Yes, I'm afraid there is no atmosphere and the food is shit. But that's got nothing to do with us being in space. That's because you're flying Alan Air. Thank you. And tell us the best place that you've holidayed. Where have you holidayed that you really love? I know you love Scotland because I'm up in Aberdeen, like I said at the minute. The, peop the Scottish people are lovely, aren't they? Oh, I love it up here. 
Really wonderful. Yeah, no, absolutely lovely. And I, I love it. Uh, and I think something we've all you know appreciated in lockdown is... Oh, wait, sorry, Tim. I'm so sorry. Housekeeping is knocking on the door. Can you oh, believe that? One yeah, second. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah, I'm just doing an interview. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my God, Tim. Someone was just asking if I needed... Um, What's it called? Turn down service. I'm so sorry. I'm speaking to an astronaut here. That's the, what was you saying? Please carry on. Perfect timing. Uh, no, sorry. Not at all. You, during lockdown, I think we've really begun to appreciate some of the lovely spots around the UK that uh, are so you know unique. But I had a, ho- a recent holiday to Iceland, um, and I loved it. Um, I just it, I barely scratched the surface of what there is to do there. What yeah. an incredible country! Um, and I think just from a geological point of view, and you've got the the volcanic activity, you've got the thermal spas and everything. Um, uh, but you've got the glaciers, you've got the kayaking, you've got everything, and it's an amazing. Yeah amazing place uh so iceland is somewhere i'm gonna have to go back to definitely i loved it i went there um this year and um i just loved is it the blue lagoon there uh-huh. it was so amazing wasn't it yeah and then i was there and all the mist was coming up and i thought you know the, the one thing this place needs is a bar and then out of the mist like stars in your eyes this woman came with a glass of pinot grigio it was like it was like a vision i thought oh i'm gonna love it here but believe it or not i do like to get out and about and iceland is one of those places isn't it i mean it's just there's so much to see and do. And, and I went there in the thick of winter. And even then, it was so beautiful. It is. And you feel like you can really explore. It wasn't, I, I was there at Easter time. It wasn't busy. And, you know, we just had the f- little four by four cars and your Dacia dusters and off we went. And um, it was brilliant. <laughs> Loved it. Where do you go for if you want to treat your wife and you want a bit of romance, Tim? Do you go? Is it Paris, Rome? Where do you go? Oh, oh I've, I've been a, I've been a dreadful husband in that respect because it took me years just to take Rebecca on a honeymoon. We because I we got posted <laughs> about five days after our wedding. We we got posted to America. I was in the military to Fort Hood in the middle of a desert. Uh, so she didn't get a honeymoon. And then every trip we were there for about three years, and every trip would be camping, you know, to a national park. And I'd kind of say, well. This is the honeymoon, you know, and she kept telling me that ten days, ten days <laughs> a in a tent ain't a honeymoon. Uh, so it was years later that finally she booked up her own own honeymoon. We went to uh, Borneo and Sipadan Island for some diving, which was stunning, um, and, and had a proper honeymoon in, in Borneo. So uh, thankfully, Rebecca is quite adventurous like me. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, um, yeah, you maybe a, a, a couple of nights in a nice spa hotel is a real luxury treat but honestly we'd be just as happy going off and doing some diving somewhere oh that's nice you know you know when you're up in space and you're looking down on earth this is quite a deep question for me tim so prepare yourself when you're looking down at the earth does it change the way you feel about when you're traveling around the world does it change the way you feel it does what's what's really weird is there are no countries that you know I haven't seen from space other than the North Pole and the South Pole. 
everywhere else you can see. So you get and you get to know it very well. You, you've done 3000 orbits of the Earth. So you look out and, and at the very beginning, you're just looking at continents. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks in space, you're looking at countries. And then after six months in space, you know, every nook and cranny of every country and you can recognize rivers and, and towns and roads and, and everything. So you really yeah. get to know uh, the whole planet. And then when you go and visit places um, uh, back on Earth, I, I kind of I can imagine I can visualize yeah. what it looked like when I was up there. And it's really weird um but it changes your perspective completely um it just gives you a sense of scale on everything and what i love about it on your website as well you said you know obviously going up in space is one of the most humbling experiences and most enlightening experiences ever but also you said nothing tops becoming a dad and that's so sweet and do you find that when you've got kids that your holidays do change are they quite adrenaline junkies will they like get in the tent and get in the car and go and hiking and everything yeah, they are. They're really good. They like that kind of stuff. And I think they don't know any different. So <laughs> we, we, don't let them, we don't let them have a choice, really. <laughs> um, but no, they are great. They're, they're really game on for that kind of stuff. Um, and I, it does. I mean, becoming a parent is such a, a massive deal. Suddenly you're responsible for somebody else's life and upbringing and, and, and security. And, you know, there's no uh, there's no guidebook or rule book to tell you how to parent. And it can be, uh, you know, really difficult. And every child is different and you know every child needs to be treated differently and so it's uh it's a huge responsibility as parents and I, I think it's the greatest thing that we'll ever do is 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 try and raise another human being um so i think that's really grounded me really put things into perspective too this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you have weak, damaged hair? New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler Systems fill hair with strength seven layers deep. In just one use, you can reverse up to one year of damage to hair smoothness. The sulfate-free hair filler plus vitamin CG system gives you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler is available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, Drug, and select grocery stores. Anytime fitness is for real people with real fitness goals. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us aren't training for marathons or half marathons or even half half marathons. Only time most of us are running at all is if we're trying to make a connecting flight. Wouldn't have been late if we didn't stop to buy a headphone dongle. Point is, you got to be ready. You do not want to deal with rebooking. Anytime fitness, where real people help you make real progress. Join today and get a plan for training, nutrition and recovery. I watched an interview, you said, and is it true that you're actually quite clumsy? Is that true? <laughs> Dreadfully clumsy. Yeah. I remember How can you be clumsy? One of I used to go to school every morning with one of my neighbors was a school teacher. And so she would give us a lift. She worked at the school that we were going to. And every morning I'd walk into her kitchen and say hello, and I'd step in the cat bowl and knock it over. <laughs> Didn't matter where she moved, moved it every morning, just, you know, try and get find somewhere where Tim wouldn't step in it. And without fail, I would step in it. And wrong buttons. I've, I've, I've been pressing wrong buttons all my life, which, which is... No, no, no. Don't, 
You're joking me. You press and you're an astronaut. I tend to just be a bit too curious for my own good sometimes. And, and it's kind of the, the what's that do? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, there have been a few clumsy moments for sure. And then also I saw uh, you did this interview and you said it is remarkably easy to fall off the space station. Mm. Honestly, I was nearly sick in my mouth when I read that. Is that true? You can, is it really that easy to fall off? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we have really thick, cumbersome gloves and you can't yeah. feel your fingers very well. And we have to move around pretty quickly. We've got a lot to do. We've got lots of distance to cover. Um, and yeah. so, and sometimes it's a bit like rock climbing. You know, you, sometimes you've got a big stretch between two handrails and sometimes you're just holding on with a, a finger and a thumb, oh no! Uh, and you're just thinking, and you can't really feel how much grip you've got. Uh, it's <sighs> terrifying sometimes. You're just thinking, I, I just hope this is going to work. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean, you have got a thin safety tether, a thin steel wire, anchoring yeah. you back at, at the airlock in case you do slip off. But um, you really don't want that to happen. So, yeah, not falling off is something you're constantly, constantly working at on a spaceport. This is your captain speaking. Hold on to your hat. You've been everywhere. Tell me what's on your bucket list. Come on, there must be somewhere where you haven't been. Would you ever go to Antarctica? I bet you've been. So, oh, well, I'll let you into a little secret, actually. I've I've, I've, I've signed up for a, a South Pole expedition next year. So, um, Of course you have, Tim. Of course my, you have. My bucket list. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to tick that one off hopefully next November. Um, but the, I'll tell you where was that before that was Patagonia. Um, from space, one of the most beautiful sights are those ice fields uh, down the southern Andes. And, and you get Patagonia and these, these ice fields. They're absolutely stunning. Really gorgeous, uh, sort of turquoise blues. Um, and I'd love to go there. I'd love to do a trip to Patagonia and just go hiking there. OK, we're whizzing forward now. You're 100 years old. You're in a rocking chair. You've got the rug over your lap. Where do you want to be? 100. What view do you want to see? You've got all your marbles, everything there. Where's your happy place? Where do you want to be? 100. What do you want to be doing? Oh, God. You know, do you know what? It's probably, you know, in that Scottish Glen, you know, looking oh. out over the highlands, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Though it's, it's a difficult one because like mountains and coasts, I like both. Part of me wants to be next to the ocean, just looking out at the sea as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll have to try and get some somewhere where you get both. Maybe west coast of Scotland, where you get both mountains and ocean. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Can you make sure your seat belts are on, your tray tables are down, and your window is up? We're about to go into space. Well, we're about to start our descent because we've been on a plane, wink, wink, and I've got the quick fire quiz. You ready for this, Tim? Okay, let's go. Mojito or mint tea? Uh, mojito. Mosquito net or mosquito knot? Uh, mosquito knot. Do you get bitten by mosquitoes? I do get bitten by them. I'm a redhead. They love me. Oh, God, I bet it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, your <laughs> face, isn't it? St. Lucia or St. Ives? Uh, St. Ives. Hair of the dog or downward dog? <laughs> Hair of the dog. Speedos or no, no, no? Or oh, as a no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, tip them or screw them? Do you tip well? Do you, do you like to give a good tip? I think it's important, so I do tip, yeah. That's, I'm glad to hear that, Tim. Tim, you are so lovely. 
you know that. And I'm just worried now that you're gonna you're in this amazing movie like yeah, I think you're just gonna move to Hollywood and become this big old star and forget about us here. Will that ever happen? I think we're quite safe to say that that's not gonna happen, Alan. <laughs> I'll keep my feet on the ground. Oh, thank you so much, Tim. It's been really lovely talking to you, Alan. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. Take thank care. You. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, love. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Thank you, Tim. That was great. And don't forget, Lightyear is out now. Thank you so much for listening. And don't you ever forget, guys, life's a beast.